Welcome to Euro 2020 preview episode. I'm Danny and I'm joined by Dan. Hiya. And Kev. Good evening. And Tom's with us. How do. Right, so on to Group D then, the one we've all been waiting for. That is Czech Republic. Croatia. Scotland. And England. So, who shall we start with? Let's start with Scotland. Andy Robertson, John McGinn, Billy Gilmore. Good team. Well, a few good players. I don't want to speak too soon because we'll probably come back to haunt us. The last time uh, Scotland were actually in a major tournament was 1998. And all I remember from that, I don't know if anyone remembers, but they actually, they, they were drawing one all with Brazil. And uh, Tommy Boyd scored an own goal with his shoulder. Can anyone remember that? All I remember is just Colin Andrew with his massive head and massive ear. So, obviously, go with England. We uh, face Croatia first. Uh, obviously beat us in the the World Cup semi-finals, um, but we we did we beat them in the Nations League. I think I'm right in saying, didn't we? Yeah, I think they're not as good a side as they were at the last World Cup. Looking at that group though, if we don't get our shit together, we could potentially finish bottom. I, I think that's going a bit far. Do you so. think we don't beat Scotland? Is that what you're saying? We beat Scotland every day. Aren't we surprised if we go into that last game against Czech Republic, needing to win? Yeah. But, you could like as much as I've I've been hammering Southgate for five at the back to all in midfield players. The reality of it is we can't really afford to lose to Croatia in that first game because as much as we're a lot better side than Scotland, it's a local derby game, so ability goes out the window. They're yeah. going to want it as well, aren't they? Scotland are going to want that game. I don't think any other team in this tournament is going to want to win any other game than Scotland. They're going to want to beat England. That's what I mean. And it just, I don't know. You could quite. They beat us. That's their tournament done in it, really. They're not expecting to go on and win it. Oh, yeah, that's it. They've won it. Scotland will Scotland the shit out of it, and England will England the shit out of it. And England will finish second in the group on six points, behind Croatia on six points. Scotland will go out having beat England. Quite negative, actually, when you look at it. I mean, on paper, you look at it go, right, Czech Republic, Croatia, Scotland, It's that's nine points for us. But actually, I am a little bit worried. I'm not going to lie. I'm... I think if we don't get beat by Croatia, I think we'll be all right. I, don't, I wouldn't want to have to go into the Scotland game with the mindset of thinking, we've got to win this game. Can you imagine if we got knocked out by Scotland, though? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just not worth thinking about, is it? To be fair, though, if we don't win that group, we don't deserve to go on and win it. Yeah, I guess there's that as well, isn't there? Yeah. Like, you know, if you, if you, we, if we you lose to that, Scotland, I mean, what, what are you expecting? If we don't win that group, Southgate's full sleeve as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, <laughs> Southgate, uh... yeah no, I, I agree, actually. I, I am a big fan of Southgate, and, you know, I can't remember an England manager for a long, long time that I have liked as much as I do like Southgate is, I mean, I don't, not 100% behind him, but then is anyone ever 100% behind a manager, you know, unless it's, you know, Brian Clough, you're not, you're not going to be, are you? But 
I think uh, for me, if we don't get out of this group, or even if we get knocked out in the second round by a you know a crappy team, I think he's got to go. They'll have no choice. I think if that's what happens, you can't afford to waste talent that's there, attacking talent more so than defensive, on someone who can't navigate you to at least the quarterfinals. Especially with the World Cup around the corner as well, there's not much time, is it? To no, no World Cup's only 18 months away, in. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so obviously to bring someone new in. But it'll be like Eddie Howe or someone, wouldn't it? Eddie Howe is not good enough to manage England. No, I agree. A Celtic job. I agree, but it just makes you think that who else is there? He's the type of manager they, they'd go for, wouldn't they? Or yeah. It'd either be it'd be one or the other. It'd either be Eddie Howe or it'd be Jose Mourinho. Do you know what I mean? It'd be. <laughs> I'd take Jose. I'd take yeah. Jose over Eddie Howe. Because people people love Eddie Howe. They think what a great job he did at Bournemouth. Don't think of the money he spent. He spent a lot of money to get Bournemouth into the Premier League. So. That year Bournemouth went up. You know, if if they wouldn't have gone up, financial fair play were on about docking them like the biggest amount of points docked because they overspent that much. Because of their income so poor. This is, the, you know, the funny thing is, right, about football fans, right? At the start of this podcast, Tom was saying, I don't know if it was before we started, so I might not be in the pod, but saying, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on it, we're going to win it. And now we're talking about Southgate's replacement because we got knocked out in the group stage. <laughs> I think a lot of football fans are. Yeah, I mean, it, it I, just turned so think, easy, couldn't it? I think so much injures on that first game. And not even just the result, but the performance. So, like, if England draw, we'll have a real go. Like, you remember your 2004? We lost to France. But we actually battered them. And Mr. Penalty and Rooney was just like unreal. And even though we lost, there was this like buzz about it where you're like, went to get up against France and went, fuck you. We won for a couple of fucking, like a couple of crosses of a coin, we'd have done them. And that followed into the tournament. And I just think that Croatia game is the same. If he goes in and plays a negative brand of football, like, people won't get behind him. I don't think he's got the balls to pick the team that we all really want to see. I think, like we were saying last time, it's going to be too conservative. It, he could pick the team that we all want to see and we could go out and win 3 4 nil, whatever. And he's the best manager we've had in years and everyone's behind him. Yeah, people, call him people call him a revolutionary because he's picked your team, Kevin, put four full-backs at centre-half. <laughs> but then does he pick the but then what bites him in the arse? I mean does he pick the team that he wants to pick and we end up losing 2-1 or something and everyone turns against him it's it's whether he's got the balls to actually see what everyone else is seeing I think it all depends on the result That's, it's as fickle as that if he picks a conservative side and we win 1-0 people will moan about it but we've won and it'll give him leeway to build into the tournament. If he goes all out attack and we lose 4-3, people will lynch him for it. So why was he so open? I've got to be honest, though, for, for me, Southgate, out of all the England managers in my lifetime, I don't think he's... He's less likely to pick the team that you expect him to pick in terms of media 
uh, friendly players. I think he's the he's got his own mind, doesn't he? Compared to most of the others, even Capello. When Capello came in, he was like, oh, the, all these big names, they're gonna you know shit their pants. But actually, it didn't didn't work for him, did it? No. And they they were the ones running the camp. They were calling it, him Postman Pat to his face. That's how little respect they have. For him. Whereas I actually think the players actually respect Southgate from from what I understand anyway. He's the closest thing to Glenn Hoddle, Terry Venables, Bobby Robson type manager, isn't he? Well, obviously drop like you say, dropping Rooney was yeah. a big call, wasn't it? So I think the bigger they'll look, you'll know whether he has based on whether Henderson or Maguire play. Maguire's definitely not fit, is he? And Henderson is touch and go. I know we spoke about it earlier, but it's not like you know, like in previous tournaments where you've had a player that you've been like, he's got to play. Actually, if he lined up and played Bellingham and Rice and just someone on the bench, you wouldn't think, oh God, what's he done that for? Why is he not playing Henderson? Do you know what I mean? Who plays goal? It's, it's, it's Pickford for me. It is, mate. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yes, it's Henderson for me. See, that save that Johnston made, though. That was gorgeous. It was incredible. Desk, wasn't it? it was incredible. I mean, it's, not, it's still not enough to for me to dislodge Pickford out of that, that starting 11, but. I think Ming's had a good game. Oh, I do not. Are you insane? Ming's looked fucking shit that game. Oh, I thought he looked okay. Him and Ben, Go- him and ben Godfrey looked like championship players. They looked awful. I love fucking Tyron Ming's. I think he's a fantastic player. But he was shit all game. And Ben Godfrey, oh, I never want to see him in an England shirt again. He's a he probably won't, though, to be fair. Absolute what, what did people think about Calvin Phillips? He did what Calvin Phillips does. He's, He's not there to be exciting, is he? No, I guess not. I, I still would have preferred Ward-Prowse, though. If you think about it, Calvin Phillips, what's he done? He finished ninth and played in the Championship. And yeah, he looked decent at Leeds. But I think Leeds have been like... <laughs> the pundits have fawned all over Leeds. But like, I remember yeah, Leeds getting... Yeah, Leeds got like more credit for getting beat than get Liverpool on the first game of the season than Burnley got for beating Liverpool. Because it's it's Leeds in it, so the media is going to be all over it, and that's that's the thing with the, the English media is they'll always have their favourites and they'll always have the teams they don't like. So England are actually second favourites to win this tournament behind France. Nah, I'm not sure where that's come from. I think it's uh, Book is terrified of losing the money. To be honest with you, because English people are just Bet on England. Buy on actually on English people. And- I think the last time we were second favourites was uh, 2006 when we were second favourites to win that. After we beat Argentina in that friendly, we went to second favourites behind behind Brazil, I think. I mean, what shocked me is always before every tournament or at the beginning or during, something comes out about one of the players, the manager, the media just love to tear us apart. There hasn't been anything yet. They do, don't they? It's like when um, in uh, Mike Bassett, isn't it? Who's the bloke who uh, is is English, but obviously is his bread and butter's in England's downfall. And, uh, is that? And he says, yeah. uh, if England, England win this game, yeah. I'll, I'll be Vinman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike Bassett, what a film. But they're not. We should actually review Mike Bassett for this podcast. So we should watch it and then talk about it afterwards. We should do that after after the Euros at some point. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much, It's obviously it's a comedy film, but that's pretty much how the English media are, aren't they? Or have been. I don't think it's some bad in the past, but again, I think because England's not such a big deal, but you're right, you know, trying to dig out 
players for they, you know, going through players' dustbins and all sorts just to find some sort of dirt on them. And what what year was it when um, they leaked our team? We were we, they leaked our starting eleven. That wasn't that long ago, was it? It wasn't that long ago. No. Brazil, I think. No. Capello, uh, was it Capello's? Hodgson. I, th- I think it was uh, Brazil, Hodgson. But yeah, that just goes to show, though, doesn't it? That, you know, when that's your own nation and, you know, the last thing you want to do is give the opposition your start in 11, give them a bit of an head start. They would, wouldn't they? Just uh, sell some copies of the sun. Group D, top two. Who are we going with? I'm going with England, Croatia in that order. I'm going Croatia, England in that order. England, Croatia, that order. Kev? I'm going to say England, Scotland. Fuck <laughs> off! Yeah. Number 27 in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Group E uh, is Spain... Sweden Poland and Slovakia uh, Spain obviously one of the best international sides ever aren't they over, over the past decade they've been one of the you know not many sides have been better than them, have they? They're up there, aren't they? That last, that Spain team that won the World Cup and the, the Euros on the spin. Spain might be fucked, though, you know. Well, they were at the last World Cup, weren't they? I mean, the manager was sacked just before the first game and um, they didn't do it, did they? Well, it's not looking good for him this tournament. Uh, Sergio Busquets is out with coronavirus. He's their captain. He's uh, He tested positive yesterday, I think. Somebody else tested positive this morning, and like six of their players were isolating. They aren't the team they were, though, are they? Like going back sort of the past 10, 12 years, whatever. Them players have sort of they we they have the same. We we had obviously Terry, Gerard, Rooney, Lampard, like big, 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 big players. A lot of them have now sort of retired and fizzled out. Am I right saying no one from Real Madrid's been called up this year? Yeah, that's mental. Brighton goalkeepers got called up. They might have fallen there, aren't they? I yeah. mean, to go yeah, they're not the team they were. If we got them in the quarters or the semis, I wouldn't be. Be confident, I would be. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I really would. I think they were unbeaten in the, the qualifying group, which also featured Sweden. Anything on Sweden? Like I said, though, a lot of, like a lot of the sides, tough to beat. You wouldn't fear Sweden, but you wouldn't want to. Play against them because you can just be your first choice opposition, no. wouldn't they? Well, we played them in 2018, didn't we? In the quarters, and we beat them 2 0. Yeah, we swept them aside quite easily, I thought. It was... First time I ever remember is beating Sweden, to be fair, though. Yeah, because they have been a bit of a bogey side. Was it them that we played in 2006? Seemed to get like drawn against them quite a bit, or like, especially in qualifying. And I just remember we just like never seemed to be able to beat them. But again, it's just because they're just like workmanlike. So what about Poland? They're a team that always seem to be in, they qualify most years, don't they? Or seem to. Uh, never do out though, do they? Always never get out of the group. They topped their group, although it was a, they had a pretty easy way to, easy road to get there. I think they're going to shock a lot of people this year. 
obviously yep. Lewandowski, who's you know, if not the best, one of the best strikers in the world. They've not got a poor team. Chesney and goal. Yeah, they have. They've got quite a good side. They could be another shock. I, I suppose in that group, though, that group, like we said, even with Spain in there, it's not a strong group, is it? Sweden, Slovakia. I think Poland win that group. That's a bold oh. statement. Yeah. With Spain having their coronavirus issues, they're not going to be able to select several of the players that they want to select for the earlier games in that group stage. Even if Busquets comes back in like two weeks, I think he's asymptomatic, so he's not, you know, awful. But he could have infected other players. I think it's it's going to be too much of an issue for them to overcome, which is one of the big talking points of this entire tournament. You know, coronavirus is it going to affect many teams? I think Spain is going to be the key issue. Like the the key team is going to affect early. And I just I don't think they've got enough about them to win the group. Whereas Poland, again, not the best team in the world, but they have some very, very good players capable of doing bits. So top two in that group, Dan, you've already gone with your top one. Who's finishing second for you? Probably Spain, but it's it's only because the rest of the teams are crap. You know, I don't expect Sweden to be winning many games and Slovakia will probably come fourth. I'm still going to go Spain. I'm going Spain, Sweden. What do you reckon, Tom? It's a tough one, man, because like... Like Dan said, that Spain side ain't what it was. I wouldn't be surprised if Spain go through as the third-place team in that group. I mean, Slovakia, they're not, again, a lot of these like, like old Eastern Bloc sides, they're better than they were. Do you know what I mean? I think in our heads, growing up, and you think Slovakia, Bob. Yeah. But actually, <laughs> nah. A lot of their players are playing in like top leagues, not necessarily for your, you know, your Man United and stuff like that, but, you know, Skirtle was at Liverpool, wasn't he? Yeah. So he was, you know, mid-table Premier League side. <laughs> I, was gonna, I, knew he was going, I knew he was going somewhere with that. <laughs> Skirtle's I'm going to say there. Spain, Poland, obviously, to go through. But then I'm also going to think, same as Dan, say, potentially, you could see Spain not going through. When I was think, it when they uh, they won the last game of the group? Was it like 5 or 6 nil? I think they beat Bulgaria, but didn't go through. Was that 98? God, going back now. Big. Not relevant to anything, it just popped into my head. That was a... All right, so we're on to the, the final group then, Group F. Uh, it's the group of death, favourites France. Germany. Holders Portugal. And Hungary. Imagine being hungry and getting drawn in that group. You'd just be looking at that going, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, they're getting no points on me. Participation award for them. <laughs> no, on that Did episode go- of Barber Ted with the, uh, when they do the Eurovision song contest. And they go around, <laughs> no points. <laughs> hungry are they just singing My Lovely Horse. <laughs> That's the Hungry National Anthem. See, the thing when you look at that group, you can almost say Portugal, France and Germany are all going to go through anyway. Likelihood is, in it? Yeah. It's a strong likelihood. So if, I'd much prefer they were just doing the top two going through because obviously one of the big, big teams potentially would be gone. You say that, but like one of those big sides could lose two games. And if you're on three points, that doesn't strictly mean that you're going through to that last 16. Looking at the other third places in the other groups, potentially, you'd think 
But what does it go off? It, obviously, it goes off points first, doesn't it? And then is it goal scored? And then it falls to disciplinary record. And then it's uh, rankings in the qualifiers, I think. Something along those lines. Oh, fucking hell. So there's all these factors that get taken into account. I mean, it's, it's all over. Me box. personally, I think if Kante stays fit, France win it. If he gets injured, I won't be surprised if France go out early. I mean, that, that guy is just like irreplaceable. It's what he frees up other people to do. So, like, when you put Kante alongside Pogba, Pogba looks unreal because he doesn't have to defend because Kante just does it for him. Then you put him in Man United's side and he's, it's a miss because he's got a job that he has to do because he's playing alongside players like Fred and McTominay. I think France piss it with, with or without him, to be fair. No, you say that. Look at their side. Kante gets injured. Who replaces him? They've got no one to hold. It's, it's going to be Rabiot to replace him, if, if anyone. And he's, he's not a bad player, but he's not great. I think he starts a similar amount of games as Aaron Ramsey for Juventus, which, you know, sort of illustrates how good he is. Yeah, what about uh, Portugal then? Because obviously they're the holders. Now, I said this on the last podcast we did in five years ago for the Euros, that Portugal didn't even look that good, but they looked better when Ronaldo went off. Like you'd rather him play than not if you're Portugal, wouldn't you? But the reality of it is, I think you're probably right. They're a better side. Because he's, he's like, even at well 30, was he 36, nah, 37, he's still, you know, he's a greedy, selfish player, isn't he? Like, he's, he's, the is. Hen, he's the Henderson of Portugal, isn't he? Yeah, but unlike Henderson, he's got five Ballon d'Ors to his name. I think he's earned the right to be a bit greedy. A little bit, but then you also think at the same time you need to he needs to pave way for you know the younger players coming through and like I say no, when, I don't think he does when he went off against that when he was injured in that final Portugal just looked like a, a better side overall I thought and you know I'm not sure so sure if they'd have gone on and won it if he was if he was still on the pitch one thing that stuck in my mind about that final can anyone remember there was like a plague of locusts towards the end <laughs> yeah. what was that all about. <laughs> It's like a scene right. out of Exodus 2. Just going off topic, back to North Macedonia, seeing oh, as no. with so many, so many good fans. What was it, Pandev? You were, was it Pandev? Go on, Pandev. Did you yeah, say Pandev. Was, yeah. I'm just going to share a picture, but I don't even know why I've stumbled across this. Do not ask me why. It, I've never heard the bloke in my life. Never spoke about Macedonia, but this has just come up on my Instagram. I'm going to share it to the group chat. Danny can upload it to. <laughs> He's, got sky, right? He's got a penis in his head. You <laughs> 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 need to rename it Pandev's Island at one point. Going back to the topic with Portugal, I think we're missing the whole, you know, the whole creation side of their team now because I think it's less and less about Ronaldo Ronaldo is still one of the best players in the world in my opinion I think he's absolutely class regardless of whether he's playing in Serie A or whatever he is a five-time Ballon d'Or winner but Bruno Fernandes is the key player in that team he's one of the best players in the world right now like their team attacking is absolutely fantastic defensively they probably are quite poor but they're just going to outcreate and outscore a lot of sides in this tournament. 
and potentially I, finish second in that group. The thing I'd say with Fernandez, and I'm not someone who particularly hates Man United that much, but in big games, he's not necessarily done a lot. And when you get to the latter stages of the tournament, you're against big players and big games. Will he have the same influence as he may do in the group stages? I, I agree with you, though. I think he is quality. It's just maybe it's it might be that it's Manchester United related, or it might be that it's Bruno Fernandez related. Do you know what I mean? Mhm. Yes, yeah, I I don't think they'll do. I I really don't. I think they've always been they've always been a bit of an England, aren't they? They've got some good individuals, but never do out. They might never do out. I mean, they won the fucking Euros, didn't they? Yeah. Last time out, but they'll never do out. They'll, they'll never do beat, out. beat us on penalties in the quarters and then go Twice. out semis. Win the Euros a few years later. Never do out. What about, what about Germany? We've not talked about them yet because obviously, you know, a few years ago they were great side. Obviously, they won the World Cup, and although their manager did like a good old scratch and sniff, um, <laughs> this is last tournament, isn't it? Yeah, he's getting replaced by the Bayern Munich manager. They another team that are sort of in the coming to the end of their the glory years into a bit of a transitional period. Um, they've obviously still got some of the players that were were playing four, five, six years ago. I just it's almost. I, I would argue their transitional period's gone. I would argue that was 2018. Yeah, I, I think they I reckon they're going to win this group. I'm going Germany France in that order. I've got two points to make. One, Kev, when you went there, was possibly one of the most scouting things I've ever heard. And also, I, <laughs> thought, you know, I also thought you were going to bust into like red, red wine or something like that. <laughs> you went, da, da, da. Thought, and also, why don't they just call him Serge Gnabry? Why do they give it this old Gnabry? Really pisses me off. Because there's a there's a G there. It is yeah, Gnabry. You don't call Maybe it Gnome, do you? Gnome. <laughs> I think he knows how to pronounce his name, though. <laughs> oh, I disagree. <laughs> but th- 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 that's my exact point, though. Like, Gnabry, you, know you look at players like Goretzka, Kimmich. Um, Gnabred is what he is. Sure. <laughs> they have such a very, very, very good team, evidenced by the fact that Bayern Munich won the, the Champions League last year. Germany are inevitably now one of the sleepers in this tournament because everyone's thinking about France, everyone's looking at England and and the impact that those teams are going to make and Germany is just going to slip under the radar and keep getting results and keep getting results and they're going to go far. What do you reckon up, up top then? Just looking at their strikers. They have to start Timo. Oh, everyone's giving Timo shit all season and fair enough because he misses sitters but he's still Chelsea's top scorer. He's Chelsea's top assister I think as well actually. And he, he, he's a nuisance. He may miss a lot of chances, but he runs in behind constantly. He's constantly running, constantly trying. He's a nuisance. So Gnabry, he's a good nuisance. Not Gnabry. <laughs> I just look at it, Germany's side. They've got the German version of Chris Gunter. It's Christian Gunter. No? No one remember Chris Gunter? I remember Chris Gunter, but I don't think he was like a big enough name for it to be like a... <laughs> I don't think the people... He's more the Welsh version of Christian Gunter, actually. Yeah, well, the fact you mentioned Chris Gunter might mean we get to number 27 in Wales now. <laughs> There's an <laughs> algorithm in there that's picked it up. So, who are we going with then? 
Final group, top two. I say France, I've Germany. gone. I've gone Germany, France. Dan, you're going France, Germany. Tom, uh, I'm going Germany, France, on the basis oh. that Kante's fit. Kev, and I'm going to go France, Germany. So that's the, that's the groups. Then we've reviewed it in vast detail. But last week we gave our preliminary predictions on how England are going to do. But let's give our final predictions going around the table. How's how's England going to do? Uh, my art says semi-final, final. But I just think that we're a bit too ropey at the back. So I think that we'll come up against a decent side in the quarters and they'll just pick us off. So, so you're saying quarterfinals? I think quarterfinals, but... With the caveat that I think that if we can get on a roll, we could win it. Like we're good enough going forward to win it. It's purely that I just think we're English, aren't we? We ain't used to being on the front foot. So we'll get to a quarter final, having played front foot football, potentially we'll get a bit conservative. So Tom's going on record quarter finals, Kev, where's England finishing? I think if we can have a really good group stage, potentially win all three group games, we'll go on and win it. You're going on record, so we're going to win it. If, only if we can win the three group games. Dan? I think that will give us the momentum. I, I think, yeah, so semi-final and finals in Wembley, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think we go to the final. I think we meet France in the final and it's going to be the greatest game of football any of us have ever seen. So we'll get slapped by France in the final. I, I don't know if I can predict it. I don't know if I can. Even if we did, if we got even if we got dicked by France in the final, though, can you imagine the build-up to that? Exactly. You know, the four days before it, it would be the greatest thing and then if they give you a dick in 4-0, you'd just be... You almost, it's, like, it's... wouldn't care. You know what I mean? You'd just be like, heartbreaking, but you do that. Glad to be there, sort of thing. Yeah. Participant medal. Like the most improved player. Oh, man, that's the worst award to win, isn't it? Yeah, this this lot doing this pod, posh podcast just didn't get that. They were like, most improved player, and they took it literally, like player who'd improved the most. Didn't actually realise it's like a consolation award for the shittiest player. Oh, just that, that's just that just simple. Keep, just keep coming and paying your subs, isn't it? That's what yeah, that, exactly. That's... <laughs> no, no, no one got it. I'd, I'd be happy with a quarter-final one. I, I think it depends. I think I'd it be depends. happy with semi-final. I think it depends how we got there, though. If we go out in the quarters and we're like, remember 2006 uh, Germany? Yeah. Germany played like this real like. I think Klinsmann was the manager, and they played this real like proper attacking brand of football that had a go, and basically that laid the foundation for winning the World Cup in Brazil. If you go back far enough. I'd so what that. you're saying is lay the foundation for the Euros and win the World Cup in Qatar? Yeah, but by doing it, by having a go in the big games. Do you know what I mean? I'd take I'd rather us have a go anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's a one-off tournament. It's not It's not a league, is it? No. There's no point just being too cautious. Anyway, Kev, it's time for Kev's tip of the week. Calm down, calm down. It's Kev's tip of the week. Well, i tried doing a little bit of research this week. Obviously, my tip last week was... Um, for the goalkeeper to score, no one wants to give you the bet. I've literally tried Sky Bet. I've, I've I've been on Twitter today trying to see if anyone will take it, and they're just they're just not interested. 
which is a strange one because I thought you could literally walk into a bookies and get them to give you odds on pretty much anything. No, Do you know what it'll be? Because seem... Allison scored, won't it? They'll all be shitting themselves. <laughs> Potentially, like, yeah. High classic, odds, won't it? classic Liverpool ruining it for everyone. Else. Yeah. I will keep trying up until the um, first game kicks off, but at the minute, no one seems too interested in taking that on, which is a shame because I think the odds would have been pretty tasty on that. That's all I can give you, I'm afraid. I've been too focused on trying to get that, but I've not really looked at anything else. You can't cop out and use last week's tip for this week. <laughs> right, okay then. Tip of the week. Tip of the week. Kane hat trick. Kane hat trick against Croatia. Kane hat trick. What's yeah. the odds on that? Harry Kane. Tip of the week. Harry Kane hat trick with Skybet. It's 41 to 1. Ooh. 41 to 1. Yeah. Weird oh, odds, isn't it? So, how much would you recommend putting on that one, Kev? If you want to be a baller, stick a bag of sand on it. <laughs> what <are> you mean? <laughs> Tip of the week, put a thousand pounds on Harry Kane to score a hat-trick against Croatia. So a bag of sand, I've never heard of that. So if you bet a grand, you win. Fuck all. So, golden boot winner, who, who are we going with? It's Harry Kane for me. I've obviously got to go with Kane now, haven't I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've got no choice, really. <laughs> Timo Werner. I'm in a good mood. I'm going Harry Kane as well. Just, uh, I, I really rate him, to be honest with you. And yeah, it's been a yeah, while since we've, since we've had a proper good English, proper striker. I can't, you know. The last I'll one's be... got to be Alan Shearer for me. Thanks to everyone for listening to Shearer's Island. Join us next time and visit us on the socials at Shearer's Island. Thank you.